Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. Well Played is a part of the On Podcast Media Network. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and motivational speaker. Today's show is Playful Pantones with Carrie Bacham. I'm super excited to be jamming out with her today. And Carrie, before we get started, can you introduce yourself? Let the Well Played audience sort of hear your background for all of our new listeners because Carrie has been on the show a bunch. So our old listeners definitely know who you are. Yes, I'm happy to be back. It's been a while. Um, I am Carrie Bauckham. I'm a sixth, seventh and eighth grade special education teacher in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. And I'm also the author of My Pencil Made Me Do It, A Guide to Sketch Noting. Uh, that's Super awesome. You, your yes. book came out and people are loving it. Uh, I mean, it's obvious people should love it because you wrote it. You're so fun. <laughs> and you did all the illustrations in it, of course. I did. I did. Uh, we will have a link to Carrie's book down in the show notes. So definitely pick up a copy of My Pencil Made Me Do It. It is a fabulous, fun read that also, one of my faves, gives practical tips, right? I mean, that's just something... That drives me nuts with some education books that just blather on and on and on about why you should do something but doesn't tell you necessarily how to do it. So I really appreciate that practical angle. Uh, let's, I mean, let's dive in. Let's talk about these creative pantones. Carrie and I sort of talked before the show. We don't want anybody to think that we're limiting the show to only talking about colors. It was more my overwhelming desire to have an alliteration for a title in which we kept the title playful pantones because this game this whole episode is just about uh kind of that sort of fun lightheartedness but also powerful pedagogy that comes from drawing and the the, the you know the unlocking of that sort of creative element of your mind through drawing and i guess carrie take it away tell us a little bit about that i mean tell us a little bit what you see on the ground from your years of using sort of drawing with your students and with your own children. Well, I mean, I'm happy that you brought up the, um, my own children because they're um, they're probably the reason, the only reason I can think of that drawing ev even re-entered my life. Um, going into my 30s before I had children, I don't remember the last time I picked up a pencil, drew, thought I was a good drawer, thought that drawing had any value. Um, I might have even thought that. I wasn't, couldn't release, I, I knew creative arts classes and things like that were, were good for kids, but to really understand the real value of what they could bring to students really started with my own children. And it started with them drawing at the kitchen table and I would be making dinner or folding laundry and they would have these elaborate drawings that they would create even before they could spell words or write sentences. And I would ask them about what they had drawn and they would go on and on in these long elaborate stories all about this, this single drawing. Um, and it didn't take long for me to realize that if I wanted to spend time with my children, I had to put pencil to paper and draw with them because it became our love language. So laying on the floor on our bellies, drawing together, sharing stories and connecting in these moments, what drawing gave us really became really, really special. And it didn't take long for me to start to realize the more I drew, the happier it made me, the more I loved it. This It, it filled up this part of me that I never knew was missing and I never knew needed to be filled up. And so I drew and I drew and I started sharing out some of my drawings. And um, at one point, a teacher friend of mine was like, oh my gosh, Carrie, that's a that's an awesome sketch note. And I'm like, a what? 
because I just drew a story with pictures on it about a trip to the mall on Christmas Eve, <laughs> um, which was a crazy adventure. Um, because <laughs> who goes who goes shopping at the mall on Christmas Eve? I do actually. I was going to say um, I think actually there are lots of people that do that last minute shopping. There are. <laughs> you are not um, the only one for sure. No, but it's the, you know the adventure the adventure had ensued, and I drew a story about it, and somebody shared with this word called sketch noting, and I had no idea what it was, and so I went and I researched what it was, and it was interesting to me, and I thought about it and started to see you know, wanted to dive more into what this idea of drawing with words and pictures was, because that's what my girls and I had been doing for years on our bellies, you know, in the living room, drawing with pictures and words, but there was a specific name for it. And so I would go online and see all these pictures and they were beautiful, right? They're just stunning drawings by artists of wonderful displays of information and words with pictures. Um, and so our state conference came up and I decided that I was going to try to do that. I was going to sit and listen to the keynote and I was going to listen to what they said and, and draw what they did. And so I took my pencil out and put it on my paper. Um, and I share this whole experience in my book because it was a huge learning curve for me because the, the thing that a lot of us face, and I think, Michael, we've talked about this just as friends, is when it comes to putting pencil to paper, the first thing we have to get past as educators or as adults is that negative voice in our head that says we can't draw, we don't know how to draw, um, we can't even draw a stick figure. And so I had to, in that moment of my very first sketch note, or at least that's, you know, doing it live, it was getting past all this negativity in my head. And it really gave me a really powerful experience of trying something new and living in that uncomfortableness um, and getting through it. And so as time went on and I learned to love even more this process of sketch noting, it took me a good probably four years before I ever brought it into my classroom. I was certain that my students that needed assistive technology or needed speech to text or had OT services, I was sure that they were never going to be able to, to draw, let alone listen to the words, imagine in their head and draw. I mean, they, they were reading two to three years below grade level. So, you know, but it just kept nagging at me. Like, you have to try it, Carrie, you have to try it. And so one reading lesson, I just decided just to dive right in and take what I had experienced at that conference and with my children and what I had been learning about sketchnoting and bring it into my classroom. We started with a story and we read a paragraph and I go, okay, you guys, what do you imagine when I read that paragraph? What movie's playing in your head? And there was like crickets, nothing. And I was like, <laughs> okay, now what am I supposed to do? You know? Um, but as time went on, I would model and think out loud, like I'm imagining this picture and the person has this kind of hair and the kids would all copy, you know, what I had been drawing um, until eventually I, I call it the going rogue moment. I had a student who decided that they weren't going to draw what I drew on the board. And it was just amazing. And from that one rogue moment, everything changed about my views of drawing, the power that it has on our students and their ability to, you know, connect it to learning and the power that it has in learning. And we've never looked back as a, as my classrooms never look back. We draw as for as much as we need to. And, um, and with each new experience drawing brings me, I realize more and more that yes, it is about putting your pencil to your paper, but I realize more and more that it's more about me drawing with them, me being vulnerable with them, me sharing this common experience with them and creating moments and memories together. And also giving everybody in the classroom permission to feel uncomfortable but also to be brave and to be there together. And that is what, after you know six or seven years of doing this in my classroom, that's the, the biggest thing that I never thought you know, drawing with my kids would ever do. 
Yeah, you, I mean, you definitely shared quite a bit in that story, so I'm going to unpack Sorry. some of it. No, that's all right, but I I definitely want to like explore some of the themes you really laid out there. And one of the first ones you did was you talked about that, those inner demons we have to fight. And, and like, what a great lesson that can be had by all of us by just taking that pencil out because uh, that that's what our students face every day. Right. They, right. We're, we're constantly asking them to try something they haven't done, something that's just out of their reach. But as adults, we tend to stay within our comfort zone. We tend to do what we can do. And mm-hmm. uh, I think unlocking that sort of growth potential that we all have by by choosing to step up and try something and, and fight beyond that demon. Uh, that's so cool to hear you say that, you know. Drawing does that, and it so does. We all tell ourselves, like, I can't draw. I'm like, that person over there, they're creative. Like, I don't draw. Right. Right? And you and I, like you said, we talk about that in terms of games, that every time, like, people Uh sit down to play games, I shouldn't say everybody, but the vast majority of people have kind of a stigma of games, and I'm not referring to, like, the nerdy stigma. I'm talking about the, like, they don't want to look stupid. So they sit down, and, like, there's an instant uncomfortable. As you go over the rules, they're like, I don't know. You were saying about the dice and the the people and then the this, and then you can trade that. You kind of lost me. And you're like, you're an accountant, or you're, like, a CEO (laughs) at some business, like, I taught you like four rules. Like you, you got this. Like let's just trust that. Like after a turn or two, it'll make sense. Yes, you had to listen to twenty minutes of rules, and maybe it, your eyes glazed over. But I'm pretty certain you got this if we right. just move forward. Right. Uh, but yeah, there that there's that inner demon. Like we don't want to look dumb. We don't want to not perform at our top level. So what a what a great lesson for us that we can do by just saddling up next to our kids and drawing i mean mm-hmm. you see the freedom that my daughter is she's uh nine now and like she's at this interesting age with drawing and and you can see she's lost the full freedom that she had uh-huh. when she was you know say first grade somewhere between first second grade in there she lost that full freedom but yet she still has the confidence to to try things like she there isn't a full stigma but it isn't like there used to be <laughs> unwarranted confidence she used yes. to have like yes. right like she wasn't a great artist but she's like look what i drew it was so fantastic <laughs> and like well that like eh. but then at the same time like i don't want her to be at the level that you described in your story where it's like well i, I can't do this it's hard, right? The young, the at her age, I guess, you know. The um, I remember talking to some educators at, at Camp Madison, and we, were, we had a really, um, for me, it was kind of an epiphany. I was talking to a teacher who's who um, supported younger students, and it really made me realize that for like for like Myla and kids um, younger than her, our job as educator is to continue to let them um, see the benefits and power in drawing to never let them lose that love of drawing, right? Always having that constant, a dialogue in their head that tells them that they can do it. It is a powerful thing to do. It is a powerful connector. There are, um, uh, Wendy Pillar says ideas over, you know, um, ideas, not art. No, that's not right. That's Mike Grody. Ideas, not art. And then Wendy Pillar says, um, process over pretty. So like just remembering, you know, not losing that inner dialogue of that. There is power in our drawings, you know? And that's where Myla is, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's so true for so many categories, right? We have to remember that, like, playfulness doesn't equal, like, not important. Like, right? Right. Like, it's not the side thing. It can be the thing. 
Right. So and we, also, I think also taking playfulness and, and not um, predetermining where you could only be playful. Like you can only be playful in gym. That's right. We don't always only draw in art class. If playfulness becomes a more universal language and drawing becomes a more universal skill that we apply to more settings, then the, the idea of it being only for artists or only for gamers goes away. And instead it becomes a powerful part of our lives that we can have, we can find great joy in, right? Yeah, like imagine any other category of education if we shoehorned it only into one place. Like right, only if we reading, say, reading. Yeah, like that's right. Like you're not going to read it all anywhere else. And I don't want to see you write anything outside of English language arts. Like that, that'd be ridiculous. Do not do that, right. right? So like, no, like realizing that the real life is messy. There's that picture, right? Where like school is all the like cans of paint or whatever, but then real life is just that canvas of all the mixed colors. Right. Uh, and you know, here as we talk about these playful Pantones, like getting drawing out there. And I love your your point too about laying on your bellies with your your own kids on the floor and and how powerful that that is in your life because I think it is what puts you in a position to have that woman describe sketchnoting to you and you say like, huh, I'm going to look that up and then, you know, precipitate all the way down to you writing a book, right? Like, I mean, but you wouldn't have been in the space to care. Like, right. If somebody told somebody else, like what you're doing right now is sketching, it may not have led to all of that. But the fact that you remained sort of playful and drawing with your own kids for so long, you were at that right point in your life when that person said it true to take you down that rabbit hole. And I think the rest of us are super glad that you did. <laughs> right. I am too. I am really glad. Uh, so, all right. So we, as we're talking about playful Pantones, I also wanted to like ask you some questions about things that our viewers could sort of do, uh, right away, like either in their own life or in their classroom. Mm -hmm. Now I want you, I mean, Carrie is like the nicest human being and super modest. So I'm going to put her on the spot. You <laughs> offer some things that people could do on your YouTube channel, which I do will be linked down below. <laughs> I do. There there are a lot of resources on my YouTube channel. Um, th uh, the first thing that comes to mind is my daughter, Annabeth, who is 13. Um, she and I host a, it started off as a weekly chat, and now that we're in the middle of lockdown pandemic, <laughs> it's now a bi-weekly um, YouTube live show that we do called Doodle and Chat. And we um, we have a topic that we pull from what we call our ish bowl because everything's just ish because I'm never, uh, it started off with me never being on time. So we made the time for the, the, uh, I love this. Doodle I love and this. Chat. 933 ish. 33 ish. Never, I'm never on time. So we decided to like cut our losses and never be on time. Um, so we have a topic that Which we Which makes you on time actually. I know. So ironically, I you're always on time by not being on time. <laughs> true. Very true. Um, so we have a topic per season, like this season, we're doodling and chatting all about different abstract nouns. And then on Wednesday nights, we have the doodle and chat at 633-ish. And we're doing more family-friendly topics. This um, Right now, we're working our way through colors. All of and these so times, by the way, are central standard time. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> so it's just a really fun time for people to come and join us, put their pencil to paper, um, connect with an amazing group. We call them our doodle and chat family um, because they're just really amazing and safe, you know, to just come and explore the pencil and, and have connections with people and draw. There's also resources on my YouTube channel for just sketchnoting, taking you from the very beginning. Now I'm going to slow you down. 
because okay. you this this is like you second, turned it on i no 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 this is great this is all what i want however <laughs> this is second hand to you so you are running through it like Sorry. a like a, an uncomfortable seventh grader giving their two minute speech that they condense down to 30 seconds because they don't want to be up in front of everybody this is your <laughs> modesty coming out so let's slow down we have your doodle and chats which is a U- on YouTube live. Correct. So people, you go to Carrie's YouTube and right there, smack in your face will be like live now or starting soon. And you're going to click correct. that and you're going to watch her and Annabeth pull out of this ishbowl, which is super awesome. They put in all these like little ideas of what they could draw. And this year or this, uh, this season it's abstract nouns. Uh-huh. They pull it out and it is so lovely. It's like you're kind of having coffee with some old friends. It's like, it's like you, you, it's like you got us at the table there with you and we're just across the table and happens to be across the internet slash table, but we are right there with you drawing and it's so fun. You have built a wonderful community of people that come each week and I would say it's growing each week. So uh, people seriously check it out it is relaxing it is fun it is relational and in these times we need a bit of that little therapy so uh you know check that out uh yes then then you were saying there's a little family friendly at 6 33 ish p.m central standard time on wednesday nights we have it we decided once we got in the lockdown um to bring another day to the doodle and chat and it's it's only We've just been overwhelmed with the amount of response to that, too, that people just, you know, on Wednesday night after it's generally a lot of educators on a Wednesday night, you're kind of hitting that hump, you know, but everybody, you know, comes together and we put pencil to paper and we fill our paper with images and words about that color and everybody walks away happier than they than they started. You know, there's just something really playful and happy and we get memories and moments all, you know, through a camera which and drawing together, which is awesome. It's, you know, amazing. That's fantastic. So we got to check that out as well. These, like I said, they're great spaces uh, and super fun. And uh, then as like the next round here, because <laughs> you were rattling it off super fast. I don't know if these I people heard it. So okay. then her YouTube channel also is filled with all sorts of little, I'm just going to call them little like PD vignettes, right? That can like teach you little, little, little bite size things about sketchnoting about drawing about containers about gamification i mean people already know that about you too so uh definitely like worth a stop and tell them tell them what a subscription to youtube costs like if if they wanted to subscribe to your channel what is the price tag of hitting that subscribe button they just have to press the button that's 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 it like (laughs) you know like i don't work out i'm kind of like that nerdy gamer sitting around a table like haven't seen the outside for a long time and that's all i got to do is just Push the little push the little button with my finger. I think That's I have right. that kind of uh, strength in my hand. <laughs> so everybody, seriously, I just uh, but check her check her channel out, and it is just a treasure trove of fun fun things that will both educate you, but also like like I said, it's it's like fun active things you can do together with your mm-hmm. family, by mm-hmm. yourself, with your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, Facetime your friend and both be doing this yeah. together. In, yeah. in in this crazy time that we're in right now uh you know schedule a like play date uh that's what my daughter and i are gonna do next weekend we're gonna do a little play date and watch doodle and chat and doodle together and they'll be facetiming together as we're watching Fun. the channel so awesome people let's do this 
Well, and they don't have to be there. Um, to, if they if they miss the time, they can. They're always recorded and stored on on YouTube Live. And Annabeth and I also say you're never late for doodle and chat. You're just ish, right? So nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Um, You're so creative. I try. Um, so they're always there for you to you to look at. And then, I mean, if you really want to dig into the archives of um, of my YouTube channel and channel, and you're an educator looking for things as we get longer into this extended e-learning, you know, um, kind of you know mixing up lessons or offering some choices. Um, I think has it been a year uh, for two or three years, both of my children and I did something called the idea flood sketchnote challenge. And there was three loved the idea. There's three years. Like we did one a month for, I think three years. And it's, we, you know, take everything you can think about this topic and flood your paper with images and words all about that topic. And they're already done. They're under five minutes. They're easy to, you know, put out there for your students. And actually, Michael, because this is the first time I'm saying this, last time I talked to both of my children, we're thinking of reviving it for May so that <gasps> teachers can have I some would love it. That was content my f- to put out to their classrooms as choices, you know? So I will say, as a uh, idea flood uh, early adopter, I'll say, I was an yes. OG, OG yes. member <laughs> of the idea floods. My daughter and I loved it. What I also liked about it is it really embraces your ish because it's all asynchronous. The, I mean, it is a video that was put out that gave, that gave us a month to be like, uh-huh. all right, you know, and as a parent, a single parent, I sometimes I'm looking for things to just sort of put a feather in the back, like of my mind that like, Hey, so when my daughter and I are doing some stuff and we have some downtime and it's like, what should we do? What should we do? I don't want to watch like television. <gasps> let's do that idea flood. I like this, this month's, you know, idea flood is blank. All right. And then my daughter and I cuddle up on the couch and for five minutes, watch you and your kids sort of share out this idea in a fun, <laughs> irreverent sort of way sometimes. And then, uh, and then we bust out the crayons and stuff and start drawing and she's talking and I'm talking, she's looking at my flood. I'm looking at her flood do, 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 do. And then we post it and send it to you. But that can happen like I said, this that can happen two weeks into the month. Right? That doesn't have to be this day on this right. time. And so I just, oof, did I love those. They were so awesome uh, to do with my daughter. The, and that's the other thing that I love about drawing and creativity. Like in, in our digital world and now mm-hmm. in our digital online learning, there's a wholesomeness to just, you know, being an adult and busting out crayons colored pencils markers whatever and truly sinking your teeth into like an art project with your child Mm -hmm. and it's inexpensive right it's a pencil and paper a pen and paper and like what you said too about the the feeling connection there's like a there is a biological connection to us putting pencil to paper as soon as i put pencil to paper there's a calm that comes over us um it's a tool that student that teachers use all the time for student regulation because drawing call is a calming tool. It also focuses us, it centers us, it, it turns on a different tra- side of the t- um, part of our brain and activates both sides of our brain. So we're we're highly engaged when we're doing it. Um, if you if you've ever drawn with your students in the classroom, you'll find this silence that comes over everything. Right when all of a sudden they start to concentrate and there's this calm. And biologically, as humans, we love visuals and we love to look at them. Our brain loves to see them. So the connections and the, you know, the research behind the power of these, it just it just becomes more and more evident that um, this is a good tool to have in our in all classrooms. Yeah, I mean, 
we should be challenging ourselves to think about ways to add it to our lives. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as educators, we are also the gatekeeper of experiences for our students. And this is one that we should just blow the gates open and let in that creative drawing element. And it's not that hard to do. I mean, we can start simply, right? I'm sure you have plenty of tips, so I I don't want to belabor the point, but you know, even just adding a, a a drawing box to a to a question, even if that's yep. what, even if that's all you did to start with, but start thinking about ways you can add those drawing boxes, and then you'll build from there and build from there, and eventually maybe you will have sketch notes for all your assignments. Like who knows? But begin, begin. Let let this one come through the gate. Agreed. Yeah. All, all you need to do is, is figure out, is put the pencils on the paper, how that looks like in your classroom, how you choose to do it is up to you. I, I, I say all the time that there are no rules. You know, we take in information with our eyes and our ears and we connect those words with an image in our head that we imagine and we draw the image out and we write it in words and that is sketch noting. However, that looks in your classroom, whether it's a doodle in the margin of a page or a post-it note that, you know, post notes that build on your desk, um, or an elaborate sketch note. There are no rules when it comes to sketch noting. It's just a matter of putting pencil to paper and really tapping into that visual part of your brain. Or even at, in this point too, you know, if people are hesitant to try the drawing aspect because they don't, they're not with their students. Even just when we're interacting with our students, being more intentional about the questions that we're asking. Okay, so we're learning about ancient Greece. But Michael, what do you imagine the person from ancient Greece looks like? What, like, if you imagine them in your head, what do you see? And then why do you think that they're wearing those things? So asking questions that are going to force our students to activate that part of their brain, even in conversation or through questions that we might add, is going to be a powerful tool that we can start to build um, until we're ready to have our students start drawing. That That's an awesome tip, right? Just activating that same spot on the brain and then that Mm -hmm. will eventually as the months go on lead towards a safety net when you ask them all of a sudden to draw and like they don't even know that you're building that safety net but like you are by activating that i love it Mm -hmm. uh so we are almost at reflection time we're not there yet but i want to get one more thing in here and that is uh carrie you do travel and present and uh-huh. uh, do some professional development at conferences as well as like districts. Uh, I happen to do that as well. We I have traveled all over, seen all sorts of presenters. I have seen Carrie Bachum present. <laughs> you are such a dynamic presenter, so fun. And again, just like your book, packed full of good tips and suggestions. People leave that room with a wider mind, but also like a deeper, deeper backpack of ideas to use in their classroom. What would you say is one of your favorite presentations to sort of give? I mean, I love all of them. They're, um, they're a little bit like your children, right? I mean, you do. They, they are. They are. It's funny because um, my favorite to give is is kind of like my baby that just hasn't quite like grown into like it just hasn't been. Um, it's just like I feel like it's like a it's this diamond and nobody can see that it's a diamond, you know, but it's just it's, I'm just waiting for people to be like, oh, my gosh. Where has this been hiding? Well, I've been doing it for years, you know, and it's my learning mascots um, presentation. Nice. And so learning mascots is a, a creature that myself and a teacher a, um, friend, Dana Ladenberger, and I created. And what it is, it's a it's a single image that you can draw over and over and over again. 
that can build your mindset um, and and support visual thinking. And so I have. Oh, I am so sorry. We are almost at reflection time, but we're gonna we're gonna wait. Sorry, finish. Do I have time? You do. You do. My bad. Okay. Okay, because I was talking nice and slow this time. You were. You were doing an excellent job. So learning <laughs> mascots, I apologize. So it's a it's a single image that students can draw. Um, I have worksheets and, and things that I take people through. They connect with their inner self, and they connect with this one drawing that they can draw over and over again. Like my learning mascot is Stanley the hamster. And so the one thing I love so much about, I mean, there's lots of different reasons I love learning mascots, but having this one drawing that students can draw over and over again, it can show up anywhere. And once we learn how to draw this drawing that represents the best part of the inside of us, it can show up on my social studies worksheet and tell me what it thinks about ancient Greece. It, it takes away that, um, that hesitation that students or adults might have in not knowing what to draw, because if we know how to draw one image over and over again, it's easy to, draw, to put that down on paper and then connect it with all different kinds of things. And as we've learned, use learning mascots in my classroom, um, other things have grown in some of the social emotional learning. We've used it to combat negative thinking. Your learning mascot can come back with positive thinking. And it's just become this really wonderful tool that we have in my classroom to use to support sketch noting and visual thinking, but also um, whatever else um, the learning mascot will bring in your classroom. Awesome. Now we have reached that reflection time. So the quote for today is, uh, by Miss Campbell. She is a interior designer uh, from a famous interior design firm. But I love the quote. The quote is, there is a reason we don't see the world in black and white. How do you spin that? There's a reason why we don't see the world in black and white. Ooh, did I well, stump you? You did, did stump uh, me. Did I stump you? <laughs> um, so <I> first. <laughs> I guess the way I would think about it is color is life, right? So your friends are colors, your job is colors, your family are colors, and um, they add to our palette, right? So the more we're enriched with creativity and love and family and creativity and um, connecting with others, the richer our life gets and the the um the prettier our painting gets or the more colors we get added to it i love it so that's a pretty similar to what i would say i would say like the fact that like we see in color it is there to be had it is there to be loved it is there to be used so as educators going back to that idea of us being gatekeepers of experience let's bring color into our classrooms into our assignments let it splash all over all right so like that's where i would go uh everyone thank you so much for joining us carrie thank you so much for coming on to the podcast it has been a pleasure having you uh once again i'm michael matera and well played podcast is a part of the on podcast media network please check out the website on podcast media network to gain other powerful pd that's all we have for you today play on <laughs>